Welcome to a refreshing podcast from Life Church. Get ready. The Word of God will be planted into your heart and will produce God's best in your life. I'm going to get into the Word. Who's excited about the Word of God today? Yes. Thank you, Father. Father, I thank you that you have a wonderful Word for us today. Lord, I thank you that you will speak through my mouth, you will think through my mind. Lord God, you will use me and your people are open and receptive to receive your word. I thank you, Lord God, that they are blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. Today, I want to talk to you, and I think this is a very good, uh, a good segue into our prophetic conference. I want to talk to you a bit about how to receive revelation from God. How to receive revelation from God. Have you ever felt that God wanted to tell you something, but you just couldn't grasp it? You just feel like, ugh, it's, I feel like God is trying to give something over to me. I feel like there's, there's something that he wants to communicate to me, or there's some, there's some understanding that I'm needing but I'm just not grasping it. Anybody ever felt that before? I know I have. I've come to a place in my life many times where I feel like God is trying to uh, really, he's endeavoring to deposit a message in my spirit, but somehow maybe I'm distracted, maybe my mind is just everywhere, you know, but where it should be, and I keep missing it. And I want to talk to you about that. I want to talk to you about not missing the revelation that God wants to give you. God wants to give you revelation. He wants to open your understanding. He, wants, he doesn't want you to live a life constantly in the dark, not knowing where you're going, not knowing what he's saying to you. Like sometimes, for instance, you could be going through a difficult moment and you feel like, okay, I feel like there's a lesson in this, but I just don't know what. Anybody felt that before? I feel like I should be learning something about what I'm going through, but I'm, st- I'm just not capturing what that is. And so I believe that the Holy Spirit wants to really make clear to you how to walk in revelation, how to, how to receive revelation from God. Because here's the thing that I want you to be very crystal clear about. God is a speaking spirit. He is not mute. He is not silent. He is not ignoring you. He, he's not blocking his ears. And you can hear from him. You can hear from God. You're a child of God. You have every right to hear from the Lord. Amen. And so sometimes the problem is, is that we're not capturing certain things. I want to share with you how to capture it. But the Lord wants to speak to you. I always say this because I think it's so true. If the Lord spoke to you when you were an unbeliever and you received Christ because you heard the Lord call you into the family of God, how much more should he be dedicated speaking to you now that you're in the family of God? God can't be more committed to speaking to you when you were out of the family of God. And now that you're in the family of God, you don't hear his voice. That, that's nonsensical. God is speaking to you. You can hear his voice. And I want you to capture the revelation that God wants to give to you. Are you hearing me today? So God wants to give you revelation. Let me share a few things about revelation. I'm going to start at 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 and 12. But as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Anybody love the Lord here today? 
All right. So here we see that God has prepared things for you. He has prepared things for you because you love him, because your heart is inclined to him, because you've surrendered your heart to him, your life to him. He has prepared things for you. Mainly and first and foremost, he's prepared eternal life. He's, pre he's prepared, as we just saw in John 14, a place for you. He's prepared a promise for you. He's prepared things for you. But it doesn't say thing. It says things, plural. It's more than one thing. It's not just salvation that has been prepared for you. He has prepared many things. Amen. So it says the things which God has prepared for those who love him. So that sounds kind of sad because it says eye hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard, nor has entered into the heart of man. So in other words, who can know this? If no one has seen it, no one has heard it, no one has understood it with their heart, then how do you know what God has prepared? Well, read on. It says, but God has revealed them to us through his spirit. He has revealed the things that he has prepared for you through his spirit. So God is a revealer. God is not a withholder of revelation. He is a revealer. He wants to reveal to you. Amen. He wants to speak to you. He wants it to be clear to you. God wants you to hear from him more than you want to hear from him. Trust me. He is that, that determined to getting across revelation to you, understanding of his plan for your life for you. God wants to speak to you. So God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? So let me stop there again. You have a spirit in you. When you die, your body goes six feet under. Your spirit goes to be with the Lord. The real you isn't the you that you touch. The real you is the spirit man you. The Bible says that the spirit man you has deep things concerning you, knows all things about you. Your mind doesn't understand everything about you. That's why sometimes you're confused. But your spirit is not confused. Your spirit knows you. Your spirit knows the things concerning you. Your spirit knows about where you should be going. Your spirit knows your future. Amen. That's why the Bible says that the spirit of man is like the candle of the Lord. Your spirit gives light. It gives revelation to your life. It says the deep things of you are in your spirit. That's where God reveals things to. God doesn't speak to your mind. He speaks to your spirits. Amen. That's why sometimes when God will speak to you, it doesn't make sense to your mind. Because he's not talking to your mind. Your mind's like, well, well hold on. I don't, I don't get that. What are you trying to say? Well, don't worry about what, 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 what I'm trying to say. This is what the Holy Ghost said <laughs> on the inside. And I know it. I feel it. And this is what the Lord is, is saying to me. And so I want you to understand that, the God, that God speaks and he speaks to your spirit. Can somebody say amen to that? I'll read it again. Verse 11. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received. Somebody say, now we have received. Say it loud. Now we have received. Praise God. So that means this already happened. What we're about to read already happened. It's not, we're not praying for it to happen. We're not hoping it happens. We're not wishing it happens. Now we have received, not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. So why did you receive the Holy Spirit? 
for many reasons. But one of the reasons why you receive the Holy Spirit is so that you may know the things that have been freely given to you by God. It's the Holy Spirit that's in you, that's in your spirit, man, that speaks to your spirit, that gives you revelation of what God has prepared for you. Amen. So, Lord, what job should I take? What have you prepared? He's not going to speak to your mind. He's speaking to your spirit. I've prepared this for you. Lord, what, what, what direction do I go in? I'll, that's fine. I'll, I'll reveal that to you again by the spirit. God speaks to you by his spirit to your spirit. Can somebody say amen to that? I want you to understand that God is a speaker. He's not someone who is silent. He is speaking today in the name of Jesus. So let me, write, let, me, let me encourage you to write this down. Revelation is a function of capacity and foundation. I'm going to explain what I mean by that. Revelation is a function of capacity and foundation. When something becomes revelatory to you, it's not that God just spoke it now. But it's that your mind, your understanding is now catching up to the revelation that was already in your spirit. So what happens is sometimes all the revelation you need is there. All the insight you need is already in your spirit. God is, do you, I want you to understand, God never thinks about something for the first time. Nothing occurs to God. God never says, you know, I just had a thought. Oh, that's a great idea. That, no, everything that God knows, he knew from the very beginning, he's never coming up with new thoughts. And his spirit is in you. Think about what I'm saying here. So everything that God could ever know, all the knowledge that he has, is resident in your spirit, man. What has to happen, though, sometime, now, some of this information is not relevant to your life. You'll see that there's a scripture in the Bible that says that the secret things belong, belong to the Lord, but what he has revealed belongs to the children of man. So not everything that God knows you're going to understand with your mind, but everything you need to know, everything you need to know that pertains to your life, the Holy Spirit will now illuminate your understanding and it becomes revelation to your mind. And you're like, oh my God, I, I see it now. Remember like, like calculus? Remember, I don't know if calculus was a struggle for you, but I remember calculus one was like, and then I was like, what happened to the numbers? What, what happened to the numbers? All of a sudden I saw a cosine and all this weird stuff. And then one day I remember I was in college and bam, I see it. It was revelation to my mind. Now the Holy Spirit knew calculus. God understood geometry. That wasn't a surprise to the Lord, but as I prayed in college, and if you're in school, you need to pray this. Lord, give me revelation. Cause my mind to understand what you're saying. As I prayed that, suddenly, one day, the light went off. Bam, I see it. I understand it. You see, so everything you need to know is in your spirit, man. Can somebody say amen to that? Are you with me now? So revelation is a function of capacity and foundation. What I mean by that? Some of you can't handle, remember this movie? You can't handle the truth. What was that, A Few Good Men? What was that? Jerry Maguire. No, that wasn't Jerry Maguire. That was um, Men of Honor. A Few Good Men. A Few Good Men, okay. So I know I'm dating myself, but anybody see A Few Good Men? Okay, it's a great movie. But in this scene, it's Jack Nicholas and, and uh, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is the prosecutor, and he has Jack on the witness stand, and he's pressing him, 
And he's pressing him. And he's pressing him. And he's trying to get him to say something. And he says, what do you want from me? I want the truth. And he stands up. You can't handle the truth. You know? That's like one of the most famous lines. You can't handle the truth. Then he goes into this whole spiel of what the soldiers have to deal with and what they got to go through. And he gives them all this rigmarole about why you don't want to really know the truth. And I think about that statement because sometimes I realize there are things that God won't reveal to you because you can't handle it. So what we need to do to be good handlers, I like that, stretch our capacity and firm up our foundation by which God can communicate more to you. There's certain things, it's not bad news. This is true for me too, so I'm not trying to, I don't want you to feel bad, but there's certain things that God can't trust you with yet. Amen. But there's some things he can. There's some things he can tell you that you can, you can grasp it and say, yes, Lord, okay, Lord, I'll be faithful to that, Lord. And then there's some things he's like, you know what, let me not even say that yet because I'll mess you up. You'll, you'll just run for the hills. So let me just wait. Jesus said it best. Look at John chapter 16. He's, he's speaking to his disciples, looking at verse 12. He says, I still have many things to say to you. Jesus was with them for three and a half years. And Jesus is saying, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. I mean, I got some deep things. In other words, there's some things I want to share with you, but you can't handle it. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. So the Holy Spirit is the one who reveals and he reveals according to our capacity. Jesus didn't say certain things because they were not able. But now that we have the Holy Spirit, we have the capacity to be stretched to receive revelation. Thank you, Lord. Everything you need to know, you can know because you have the Holy Spirit. Are you with me? How to receive revelation from God. Let me, let's get into it. Number one. Oh, gosh. With humility. Somebody say humility. There's certain things that God will share with you just because you posture yourself a certain way. Even as we are here in church, there's some, some of you, I think most of you are receiving, but there's some of you who may not be receiving because you don't have a heart of humility. You may think you do. I'm not trying to like speak negatively, but I'm just trying to just be honest with you. I, I've, I've been in church. I'm, I'm, let me speak to myself. I've been in church where I had to check my heart like, Ernst, you're not receiving. Come on, fix your attitude, receive. So I've been there. I've been there. I'm like, ah, oh, I don't feel like hearing that right now. Yeah, I heard that before. Yeah, what about, wait, I've been there. Anybody been there before? Okay. So you know what I'm talking about, right? All right. So when you posture yourself as if you don't appreciate what heaven is saying, you rob yourself of revelation he wants to give to you. Humility, humility is the prerequisite getting revelation from God. Humility will cause you to get what God wasn't even intending on releasing. Humility will cause you to be desperate for more. Humility will, be, will cause you to be like that woman that had the issue of blood. And Jesus wasn't even thinking about it. He was on his way to someone else's house. But she said, I must, 
I must, I must be whole. And she humbled herself and pressed to the crowd and touched him. Humility will cause you to receive, but having an attitude like, eh, okay, whatever, what you got next, da, 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 that will cause you to be, to, to, to be robbed of what God wants to give to you. This is how Satan comes in. The Bible says that when the word is sown, immediately Satan comes in to snatch the word. How does he do that? He snatches the word when your heart is not of a humble posture. So how do I receive revelation? Lord, speak to me as if I'm hearing this for the very first time. Lord, I hunger for your word. I thirst for your word. I want to know more of it. Lord, speak to me. I'm humbling myself. The the scripture says in James, let's go to the scripture in James. James chapter... Uh, what is it? James chapter 1. Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your soul. Meekness means gentleness or humility. Therefore, lay aside. And this is the work of humility. Humility is saying, let me put some things aside. Let me put my attitude aside. Let me put my, 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 my presuppositions aside. Let me put what I believe aside. Let me put what's comfortable aside. Let me put the things that I'm used to aside. And let me receive with meekness. That's how revelation flows. In the name of the Lord Jesus. May we all have that heart. How many want that heart? That's the person that God is downloading revelation to, giving insight to, showing you what's to happen, showing you what's to come. That person that says, Lord, I must hear your word. I must be in church. I must be in the Bible. I must be meditating. I must go after you. Lord, I can't do it without you. I need you. It's that cry that God says, oh, okay, let me give you revelation. But the person that says, ah, I could do without, ah, I could, you know, and, and the person who has little regard for the treasures of his word, that's the person that's going to miss out on revelation. I'm speaking this over you. That won't be any of you in the name of Jesus. You're going to have a high appetite, strong appetite for the things of God. Revelation is your portion. Revelation is your portion. Look at John chapter 13. I like this. I like this portion of scripture. 21 to 26. Jesus is about to have the Last Supper communion and he's telling his disciples certain things. And he begins to unveil to them that one of you, one of you are going to betray me. Okay. So verse 21 says, when Jesus had said these things, he was troubled in spirit and testified and said, now I like that because there's a difference between being troubled at heart and troubled in spirit. Since we talked about being troubled at heart earlier, let me tell you the difference. Anybody know the difference between troubled in your heart and troubled in your spirit? Being troubled at heart is dealing with the affairs of life, the life's demands. It's the stressors that you naturally, you know, go through. It's the the things that you have to handle that seem to overwhelm your emotions, your mind, and you're troubled at heart, you're afraid, right? But when you see troubled in spirit, it means Jesus had a witness in his spirit, something's not right. You ever had a witness in your spirit, wait a minute, something don't feel right. You're not troubled at heart 
as if you are despondent and you're lost of all hope and you don't know what's going on. No, you just feel, uh-oh, I got to be sober here. So, something serious. Let's pay attention to what's going on here. I feel troubled in my spirit. That's what Jesus felt. He was troubled in spirit. And he began to reveal what he knew at that moment. What did he know? He said, most assuredly, I say to you, one of you will betray me. Then the disciples looked at one another, perplexed about whom he spoke. Now, there was one leaning on Jesus's bosom, one of his disciples whom Jesus loved. And this person is talking about John, the one who actually wrote this book. Simon Peter therefore motioned to him, right? He motioned to him, ask him, ask him who it was of whom he spoke. So imagine, picture the scene. John is sitting, Jesus is sitting, John is leaning on Jesus' chest, right? I know in this, in this you know, time, you know, a lot of guys probably feel uncomfortable doing that, right? But in this culture, men had affection and it was all pure. And John uh, was affectionate towards Jesus. This is why he's constantly considered to be the one that Jesus loved. And here you have a, a bunch of men all eating and you have John who's laying on Jesus' chest. And Peter motions to him and says, Yo, ask him who he's talking about. <laughs> Simon Peter therefore motioned to him to ask who it was of whom he spoke. Then, leaning back on Jesus' breast, he said to the Lord, Lord, who is it? I like that because clearly something happened. He says he leaned back on his breast. So that means when Simon Peter was trying to get his attention, he got off his chest, what are you saying? Oh, okay. Then he leans back, looks at Jesus and says, Lord, who is it? I love that. Look at the intimacy that John and Jesus had, and this is why John was the one who wrote the book, and this is just coming to me right now, the book of Revelation. Just now, that hit me just now. The revelation of Jesus Christ, the one whom Jesus loved, the one who would lean on his breast. This is why revelation is available to all of us, but our posture has to be such that, Lord, I'm willing to lean on you. I'm willing to inquire. I'm willing to ask and be humble before you. Then Jesus answered, it is he to whom I shall give a piece of bread when I have dipped it. And having dipped the bread, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. What's the first thing that you need to do? I think I skipped this point, but let me say it. I want revelation from God. Very simple, inquire of the Lord. Somebody say inquire. Inquire, inquire of the Lord. Now, that's a very simple thing. You may think, okay, ask the Lord. But no, we miss the simple things many times. And I've encouraged people many times, especially in our Tuesday night prayer, I'll say this. I'll say, guys, before you pray or while you're praying, I want you to get very specific and ask questions. Pointed questions. Don't just ramble off, Lord, we want to do da, 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 da. No, get serious and inquire. Inquire, Lord. What do you want me to do in this moment, in this situation? How do you want me to handle this? What do I say now? What, are you, what, are you, what have you prepared for me in this season? 
inquire of the Lord. It's an, it's, it's, it could sound like a, a no-brainer, but you'd be surprised how many people do not actually inquire. They talk about the problem. They hope for the problem to go away. Lord, I know you're able, but do you inquire? Are you asking questions? This is what John did. This is why he received revelation. Let me give you another example of how this looks. Genesis 25, 21 to 23. Now, Isaac pleaded with the Lord for his wife because she was barren, and the Lord granted his plea. And Rebekah, his wife, conceived. But the children struggled together within her. And she said, if all is well, why am I like this? So what did she do? So she went to inquire of the Lord. I love that. So here she has twins, and she's just feeling, this is crazy. Like, these twins are, like, fighting on the inside. <laughs> I mean, they, this wasn't just a regular punch and kick. No, these kids... She says, I don't get it. If everything is okay, why am I feeling this way? What, what's going on? But it just wasn't a thought. Because first you see it was a thought. She said to herself, if all is well, why am I like this? What's going on? That was her thought. But it didn't stop there. What did she do after that? She then inquired of the Lord. And this is where revelation sometimes gets stuck. It's because we are wondering and thinking, but we're not vocalizing and we're not inquiring. And that's what she did. Why am I like this? You know what? Let me ask the Lord. Let me inquire of the Lord. Let me stop talking to my aunt and my, un and my uncles and my cousins. And my, you know, let me, I, I, I've thought about this, but now let me inquire. Let me now go to the Lord and inquire. And when she did that, what happened? The Lord spoke to her. And the Lord said to her, two nations are in your womb. Two peoples shall be separated from your body. One people shall be stronger than the other, and the older shall serve the younger. And because she knew that, you'll see if you read the story later, it, it governed how she raised her children. It caused her to make certain decisions. Why? Because she inquired. This is a sobering thought, but it's the truth. Some things we will miss because we missed the opportunity to inquire. We didn't ask. And so I want to encourage you today. You want revelation from God? It's not hard. God is speaking, but inquire. Don't just wait for just a sudden or a dream or something that God just disrupts and it's like, oh my God, God is speaking. No, that will happen. Praise God for it. There'll be some things that happen sovereignly, but you also have to inquire for revelation. Lift up your hands and say, Lord, grant me revelation in the name of Jesus. Remember I shared with you a little bit about King Saul last week? Let's read a little bit more about him. This is, I referenced this, but I didn't, I didn't go into it. So let me go a little bit into this right now. 1 Samuel 10, verses 20 to 22. Then, or, and when Samuel had caused all the tribes of Israel to come near, the tribe of Benjamin was chosen. So they're now looking for who the next king is going to be. When he had caused the tribe of Benjamin to come near by their families, the family of Matri was chosen... And Saul, the son of Kish, was chosen. So just keep in mind, they said, we want a king. Okay, who's going to be the king? <laughs> well, they began to seek the Lord on that. 
the Lord began to speak. And they started with a tribe. Okay, we're going to start with the tribe of Benjamin. Let's get all the Benjamites here. All right? Out of this tribe, we're going to select the family. Okay? It's the family of Matri. Okay? Okay, we need, to, we need to narrow it down. Okay, so who next? And, then it, and it came down to Saul. But look at this. And Saul, the son of Kish, was chosen. But when they sought him, he could not be found. Remember, I told you he was hiding. He was, he was afraid. So what did they do? Therefore, they inquired of the Lord further. <laughs> Don't miss that. Because sometimes God speaks to you. You're on the right track. You're feeling like the Lord is leading you. You're like, Lord, you told me this. You told me that. What's going on? And you get frustrated because you don't know what else to do. What do you do in that moment? You inquire further. You inquire further. And that's what they did. They inquired further. Has the man come here yet? And the Lord answered, there he is, hidden among the equipment. Hiding. <laughs> there he is. How many things can be found if you start inquiring? Now, some of y'all missed that. They were missing there was an APB out for Saul. They were missing him. But they found him because they inquired. What have you lost that is not really lost? That you just need to inquire so that it can be found. Think about that. The things that can be found. I think I should have this testimony before. Oh, Lord, glory to God. Uh, Pastor Fabian, who attends uh, Winner's Church, she was sharing how the Lord told her, don't ever say that you've lost something. So if you've lost something, like your phone, your wallet, the Lord just instructed her. This was just for her. She says, don't say that. I don't want you to say, I've lost it. She was in Russia. Somebody say Russia. Russia. Think about that now. That's the other side of the world. Lost her wallet. Now, you know if you lose your wallet in Russia and you fly back to the, Ameri the, the, the Americas, you're not getting that wallet back. But God. And she was instructed, don't say you lost it. Say, Lord, where is it? Lord, bring it to me, whatever she said. And do you know that that wallet was returned from Russia? Everything in it. Russia. I think that there's a lot of things that you have given up on. And you've said, it's lost. It's a lost cause. It's over. I can't do it anymore. The Lord says, no, no, no. Inquire. My plan is still in the works. My plan is still in the works. And I have a plan for you that if you follow this plan, you can still find success. Inquire of the Lord will bring you to a place of revelation. Revelation stops because we stop asking. But that will be none of us in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Let me give you one last point of how to get revelation. Because I, I, the, re the reason why I said this is going to be a good segue, because I can share so much on this. But as we enter this prophetic conference, you're going to get revelation. You're going to get, and I'm, just, I'm, not even talking about, I'm not even talking about personal prophecy. I said this last week. Let me be very clear about what my expectations are for this conference. 
I, I, I definitely expect people will get prophetic words and it'll be something that will bless you. So we, we contend for that, we receive that. But more than that, I am expecting an impartation over our entire church. And even through the preached word, I'm expecting that revelation will hit you, that will grant revelation to your life, that will cause you to make decisions that will bring blessing to you. I don't want you to miss it, though. And one of the ways that we miss it is, this is my last point, is we don't meditate on the things we've heard. We don't think about it. Let me just, let me just share this with you. Meditate on what you heard. Psalm 49, verse 3. My mouth shall speak wisdom, and the meditation of my heart shall give understanding. So here's, here's the point in this. It says, my mouth shall speak wisdom, and the meditation of my heart shall give understanding. What is meditation? Meditation is when you're literally thinking about what you've heard. So right now, this is a very sobering thought, but I want you to really capture what I'm saying to you. Here are some great things. Most of you are going to forget most of it. It's just a reality. It's just a reality. Most of you are going to forget most of it unless you choose to meditate on what you heard. Simple as that. I mean, myself included. I forget what I preach sometimes. You know what I mean? I'm just like, what did I preach last week? You know, I just forget sometimes. And the Lord reminds me, there's a lot of things that I share with you. It, it just escapes your hand like water because you haven't taken the time to meditate on it. You heard it. It was wonderful. You said, amen. You said, what's for dinner? And that was it. And that was it. And then Monday came. Right. And then Monday came and then it's over. And then it doesn't, then it doesn't mean anything anymore to you. And then you get to a point in your life where the word has no weight in your heart anymore. Let me tell you why. The magic, if you would, is not in the preaching. It's in the meditating. You could be your best instructor. You will get understanding not by listening to me. You will get understanding by meditating. That's where the revelation comes. I'm telling you, that's where the revelation comes. What you hear, and you're like, okay, let me write this scripture down. Let, 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 me, let me remember what, and then you go back home, and you start to meditate on what you heard. That's when you give the Holy Spirit room to give you the specific, the, the specific word you need for your own life. Meditation. What is meditation? Meditation is when you are rummaging over in your mind what you've heard, what you've learned, what you studied. It's repetition. It's studying. I remember when I first started studying the word. I grew up, you know, as many of you may know, I grew up in a Christian home. My father's a pastor. Uh, he's semi-retired. He has a church out in Corona, Queens. And um, I grew up there uh, for the first 18 years of my life, virtually. And uh, I, I had no taste, no desire for the word of God. I remember my brother and my father would always debate the scriptures. And I'd just be upstairs because I didn't understand what they were talking about. And my father, you know, has a deep Haitian, you know, uh, you know he, he, deep accent, you know, in Creole. And, and he would be talking, Brother Paul spoke, you know, and he would be so like, you know, passionate about what he was saying. My brother was like, nah, dad. Da, da, da. And I had no clue what they were saying. And no clue what they were. And I got to a point where I got frustrated not knowing the word. I got, I got frustrated not understanding the Bible. What did I do? I didn't go to Bible school. I didn't, you know, uh, and, that's not, and, and that's okay to do, of course, but that's not what I did. I didn't 
beat myself up. I said, you know what, God? I'm going to start opening the Bible. I'm going to start with a book that I can easily read. And I'm going to start writing scriptures down. And I'm going to try to memorize verses. So when my father comes to me with the brother Paul, I got something to spit back at him. <laughs> and that's, that's what I did. I remember starting Proverbs 13. I remember just remem- memorizing scriptures about finances and wealth. And that's what appealed to me as a 16-year-old. I was like, oh, yeah, wealth gone by vanity shall be diminished, but he who labors shall increase. I still remember that. That was one of my first verses. I remember that I, I would read it over and over and over. I would write it down in my notebook. I had a composition book. I remember Isaiah 41, verse 10. That was one of my very first ver- verses also. You know, uh, um, fear not, for I am with you. I will be with you. Don't, don't be dismayed. Da, da, da. I, I remember all those verses. But it happened because I sat down and I got frustrated not knowing the scriptures. And I began to write it out. And I would begin to test myself. I meditate on the scriptures. Meditate. I would think about it. I would think about it. I would think about it. Then I would ask questions. Then I would go. And I would go to my pastor. And I would pull on him. And I would learn. Then I would go to Bible study. Then I would go to different conferences. And then I was like, Lord, what's happening? And the Lord began to show me this appetite is something that all Christians should have. But there's something special that I'm doing in you because I want you to teach the word. So I'm accelerating this in you. And I just had an insatiable desire to learn the word. But I want you to know that could be true for every one of us. It comes through meditation. Meditation gives understanding. It gives understanding. There's things I didn't understand before. I began to meditate, began to think about, began to compare scripture to scripture, began to wonder about, began to pray about. All of a sudden, the revelation hit me. Look at Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. This is another famous verse that I used to love. The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. When would you meditate in it? How often? Day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous. Then you will have good success. Meditation brings success. It brings prosperity. It brings success in what God has called you to do. Meditating on the word, thinking about it, meditating it, speaking it, studying it, thinking about it, wondering about it, inquiring about it, writing it out, speaking it, letting those things be the common activity that you have concerning the word. That's what brings revelation to your soul. There's so many scriptures in the Bible that speak about meditation. And you, hey, this is, this is a homework assignment for you. If you want to look into that, do that. I had this big concordance. I mean, huge concordance. If I show, I, I, I would travel with it. And like now, we're blessed. We have like these devices, these, the phone, the iPad. Not so before. I don't know if you guys, there was a big, huge, strong concordance that has every single word in the Bible. I would travel with it to the library, writing it out. Lord, what does this mean? What does it mean? I would debate. Yeah, it was a big debate. I would debate the Hebrew Israelites on Jamaica Avenue. Got, got into almost a lot of fights. And then some things I would understand. I go back. Okay, what does this mean? I would understand. I would grow. Let me tell you something. Revelation comes for those who have a hunger to know. So I want to ask you, how hungry are you? Because if you're not hungry, you won't know much because you don't need to know much. But when you're hungry to know much, then you make a demand in heaven and revelation starts flooding your heart. So this is what we're believing God for this conference. That revelation, whether it's direct, corporate, what have you, is going to hit your soul, hit your heart, and it's going to cause an explosion of growth and success in your life.
in every way in Jesus name. Hallelujah. Revelation is your portion. Do you receive that? One of the things and I'm done. One of the things that we focus here on a lot is the will of God for your life. We want you to know God's intentions for your life. And some of you, this is a big struggle. What am I called to do? What am I here to do? What is God saying to me? Oh, man, I can go on and on about how to figure that out. But really, meditating in the word, giving God room to speak to you. Man, you'll see that when you meditate, something supernatural is going to happen. God is going to begin to show you, okay, this here, let's remove that. This in your life, no longer necessary. This, let's stop that. Why? I want to start creating room for me to come in and give you the revelation you seek. Are you what I'm saying? So as you seek God, one of the very first things he's going to tell you to do is start removing certain things. Okay, unnecessary here. Move that. Stop that. Lower this. Increase that. Why? I'm trying to make room in your heart so that I can now come in and give you the revelation you seek. Because there's certain things you can't handle until you remove this. You're already weighted with so many stuff. If I drop this on you, you'll sink. So let's start removing the things that you don't need, the things that are wasting your time. And then when I put this in you, you can carry the load. That's what God wants for you, to remove the things that are not necessary. That comes through meditation. Lord, what are you saying to me? Lord, I read this word. What does this mean? Some of you read version, right? Sometimes I see a lot of version, um, and that's wonderful. Take that word. Don't just, don't just post it on social media. No, let it post it in your heart. Let it be a memorization in your heart. Start quoting it. I know it's old school. I know it is. But start memorizing verses. Trust me. It will bring delight to your heart. When you, when you know the word of God, it will bring delight to your heart. In Jesus' name. Did you receive that today? Yes. Praise God. Are you blessed today? Yes. Come on, lift up your hands. Say, Lord, Lord. Thank, you thank you for the word. Lord. I receive it in Jesus' name. I will meditate in it. I will inquire of you. Amen. What was my last point? I forgot. See, I forgot. So, so I had three points. I said meditate, inquire. Thank you. See, see how fast? And humility. Look at that. Praise God. This concludes today's message. If you need prayer, want to give a donation, or would like more information about Life Church, visit us at www.nylifechurch.com.